So let's say you're trying to get really good at something. Best you can possibly be. Is practice enough? Is this thing called deliberate practice enough? Or is there something else that's really important? Turns out there is. It's this thing called directed practice. And we're going to talk about that and the role of somebody else in that in today's Good Life Project Riff. And along with that, some really cool new research on how nature affects our attention and engagement. And it just keeps piling on the argument for us getting out of our indoor areas. I'm Jonathan Fields, and this is Good Life Project. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So how do you get really good at something? That's been a question that's been sort of persistently on my mind for many, many years, probably decades, actually. As somebody way, way, way back in the ancient days when I was in college, I actually came really close to studying performance psychology because I've just been fascinated by it. I was a gymnast as a kid, and I had this sort of predisposition for discipline and progress, which is one of the things that for that particular sport is critically important because even though you compete as a team, there's a really big solo aspect to it. I became really fascinated with what makes people do the work to become extraordinary at anything. Chunky years down the road, uh, reading uh, Malcolm Gladwell's famous book, Outliers, introduced the world to the research of Kay Anders Erickson, who is one of the leading researchers in the field of excellence, expertise, and greatness. What allows somebody to tap their fullest potential, become extraordinary, become world-class great. The 10,000-hour rule was popularized as this thing that you had to, quote, put in that amount of time in order to become extraordinary in any given field. We now know that, in fact, the 10,000 hours is a, a fairly gross misrepresentation of the original research by Erickson. I had a chance to actually sit down with Erickson a while back and explore in a lot more detail What does it actually take to become extraordinary, potentially the best in the world, or at least the best that you are capable of becoming in any given pursuit that matters to you? And we talked about this idea of the 10,000 hour rule also, and he shared how it was really completely misrepresented and that in his original research, there was a wide range of amount of time. And the bigger concept was that it took 
thousands and thousands of hours, sometimes less than 10,000, sometimes substantially more than 10,000 in any given field to become truly extraordinary. But that wasn't the, the end of the conversation. The type of practice that most people focused on was this thing called deliberate practice. So 10,000 hours, which we now know is a misnomer, and 10,000 hours of, quote, deliberate practice. And deliberate practice is not just repetition. So a lot of people think practice makes perfect. And in fact, that's not true at all. You can write and write and write and write and write for 10,000 hours and never hit your potential as a writer. You can play a violin or a guitar. You can play soccer or baseball. You can paint for thousands, if not tens of thousands of hours and get incrementally better at what you're doing, but never come close to what your true potential is and never become truly extraordinary, develop a high level of excellence and expertise. So what people latched on was that practice enough, this thing called deliberate practice is where it's really at. And we'll talk about what that is, but I also in conversation with Erickson really learned that even that was not entirely accurate. There's something bigger than that that is even more important. So deliberate practice is practice that is hyper-focused on progress. So rather than saying, I'm going to play these scales a hundred times today, you know, on whatever instrument it is, you play the scale once, you pause, you think about what went really well, where the notes were really clean, where you struggled, where your technique from moving from one note to the next wasn't quite right, where you had hitches in your movement, and then you repeat trying to do something a little bit different. And then you analyze that. And then you repeat it and you try to do something a little bit different. So it's a series of not just repetition, but repetition. And with each thing, you were working towards a very specific growth goal. You pick a single thing that you want to change or improve on. And then you analyze each repetition to figure out how did that work? What could I do better? What could I do differently? And it's all towards very sort of um, analytical, hyper-focused, growth-oriented on a, a single growth metric. This is not fun practice for the vast majority of people. And Erickson was sort of crystal clear on that fact. But this is what is needed to sort of stand as fully in what you're capable of as possible to to develop the highest possible level of expertise and proficiency in any field or any pursuit as possible. But it turns out even deliberate practice is not the full story. So when I sat down with Erickson, it became clear that there was another part of the research that he had really been doubling down on and that was even emerging it or revealing itself in his earlier work that nobody had really focused on. You know, it was all about first the 10,000 hour rule or, you know, how much time you had to put in to become extraordinary at anything you cared about. And then it was about distinguishing between practice, just repetition, versus deliberate practice, which is repetition plus hyper-focused on growth plus choosing a very narrow set of metrics and then analyzing and repeating with change. And then there's this other thing 
It's the bridge between deliberate practice and directed practice. And this is really eye-opening for me, and it has led me on my own journey of discovery with my own growth. The difference is the role of a mentor or a teacher, which is interesting to me because I am somebody who uh, has always considered myself an autodidact, which is just a fancy pants language for I am... I. I self-study really, really well. I don't do great in classroom settings. I don't do well when somebody else is in control of learning objectives, the learning pace, the learning structure, and the instructional design. I tend to do much better when I am in control of all of those things myself. I can pace myself. I can go where I want to go and deepen into what I want to deep in, into, and I tend to learn very rapidly when I can do that, and I tend to struggle when I can't do that. So I have sort of over the course of my life, I've gone about learning things and developing mastery and expertise largely solo. And whenever I hear people, I would hear people talk to me about the role of their teacher or their mentor or somebody who's taken a deep interest in them and made a huge difference in their lives, I would think to myself, oh, that's nice. You know, that's good for them. I'm glad that, you know, they felt it was necessary in their life and they found that person and it made a real difference for them. But I never felt a real lack because I was always progressing. But also in the back of my mind, I've always known I've never quite been progressing to the level of either capability, proficiency, expertise, or depth of knowledge that I was capable of. And I've always kind of wondered what might I be able to do that would unlock that sort of next level of potential in me. And I've made a lot of changes and a lot of discoveries. If you listen to the um, earlier podcast a few weeks ago where I shared my scaffolding, success scaffolding, a lot of those are environmental and circumstance changes that allow you to become much more successful at putting in the uh, necessary practice to do, um, to become exceptional. But in that 7P success scaffolding, you also probably recall that people played a role, people on different levels. And what I've come, become much more aware of, in part through Erickson's later research, is that the role of a teacher is actually critically important for everybody, even grumbly, somewhat introverted autodidacts, people who think, well, I learn best when I get to control the whole process on my own. The truth is directed practice is different than deliberate practice because you are doing the practice under the direction of somebody else. That doesn't mean that you're with them the entire time or 100% of the time. You may only see them once a week. You may talk to them once a month. They may be with you every single hour. Whatever it is, you are in some way giving up some level of control and autonomy to be 100% self-directed and uh, inviting somebody else who is a master in their craft and also an exceptional teacher into your learning process and opening yourself to their input as a way for them to help you improve. Because it turns out that we all hit a point in our practice and even in our deliberate practice where we are no longer capable from the inside out of seeing what needs to be changed 
in order to bridge the gap to the next level of knowledge, expertise, and capability. We are not actually capable in a vacuum, entirely on our own, of seeing what we need to see in ourselves, of identifying our stumbling points, of seeing what has become habitual and we no longer even cognitively think about it, and then creating changes in the way that we learn, sort of shaking things up, doing things differently in a way that would be effective at breaking us through to a new threshold of learning and growth and development and allowing us to step more fully into our potential. We need another human being to see that in ourselves, another human being who sees from the outside in what's really happening, who sees what we don't see, and also who has the wisdom and the expertise and the experience to be able to adapt a new learning protocol, a new approach to our practice so that we can break through. This is a little bit hard to swallow for some folks who consider themselves extraordinarily self-directed, self-reliant. I'm raising my hand there because that's always been me. But I have really become open because the research makes it crystal clear. Even the best of the best in every field in the world get there at some point by bringing somebody into their orbit who can participate in helping them grow. So they bridge the gap from not just practice to deliberate practice, but from deliberate practice to directed practice. And that has actually led me on a bit of a search to learn from people in different fields of my life and to drop my armor of autodidacticism, whatever that means, and say, I need help um, and it's okay. And for me to become for me to tap more fully my potential, whatever thing it is, whether it's my emotional relationships, whether it is my skill and craft working with my hands, whether it's my ability to write or create audio, whatever it may be, I will benefit from a well-chosen teacher or mentor. And, um, and so I'm a bit of, uh, on a bit of a quest uh, and, uh, and I've been open to and starting to explore relationships with different people. And it's been extraordinary because it has moved the needle in a lot of ways in my life. So that's another seed I want to plant with you as we move into a month where we tend to be exploring what we would love to make happen in our lives. Explore the possibility of no matter how self-reliant, how self-proficient, no matter how good you feel you learn and grow and improve, the invitation is, what if I open myself to the direction and instruction and help and assistance of somebody who is an extraordinary teacher in a particular area that I really want to grow in. Something to think about. And also really excited because as we sort of dive into our second half here, our Good Life Science update, we are going to be exploring the role of nature in this very same growth and learning process, some really fascinating new research. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Good Life Project is sponsored by NetSuite. So I remember when our businesses were just starting to really scale. It was amazing and also added complexity and stress. And the things that I used to do in hours were taking days, too many spreadsheets, too many systems, no single source of truth. That sounds familiar. You should know these numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. 37,000 businesses have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth, manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash goodlife. That's netsuite.com slash goodlife to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash goodlife. Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And we're back with today's Good Life Science Update. For those new to the podcast, these are weekly science updates where I share my complete and utter geekery around research and science that in some way affects the human condition. As always, we will include a link to the actual study report for fellow geeks who want to go deeper into the learning around this. Today, we're talking about something really cool, and it also, in an interesting way, builds on the riff that I was talking about. How do we grow? How do we learn? How do we sort of... uh, improve with what we're doing. So in my last book, How to Live a Good Life, I had an entire chapter on this thing called forest bathing. I am fascinated by how nature affects us. And there has been a pretty significant body of research now on the many different ways that being in nature changes us. Everything from calming us to actually changing both our psychology 
and our physiology to reducing inflammation, to reducing anxiety and depression, to improving health and recovery outcomes after medical procedures. Things like even being in a hospital room with a window in it dramatically changes recovery outcomes for people. Having a plant inside in an office setting dramatically reduces uh, agitation and anger and all sorts of other stuff like that. And we also know that being out in nature in woods, actually something called shinrin-yoku, which is Japanese for forest bathing, walking in a forest has a dramatic effect. There are a whole bunch of theories about why, but what we do know, and, and it, it's everything from just being exposed to natural environment, to ions, to different phytochemicals, which are released from plants. What we know is it affects us in a pretty major way. This week in our science update, I'm talking about a really fascinating new study that links exposure to nature for a relatively short amount of time with helping to increase attention and calm people in a classroom setting. It's kind of cool. Um, this was done actually on, uh, on kids, nine and 10 year old kids, but is completely and utterly relevant to us in the way that we actually work and want to grow and learn. So in this research, a scientist named Ming Kuo at University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign was researching how being in nature would affect younger kids, 9 to 10-year-olds, so that would be third graders in the U.S. where I am, and whether that would actually help their learning. What they did was they did a 10-week trial where a bunch of kids would go outside for sort of like a classroom session. They would just be out on a lawn and they would learn a lesson where they were sort of on grass and with a foresty area, a woodsy area in view of them. So they weren't actually out walking in the woods. They're just out on the, on the grass where they could see all the trees. Now, it's kind of funny is that one of the theories in education, especially for kids this age, is that if you take them outside and then you try and bring them back inside. They're all going to be hyped up from being outside. They'll be bouncing off the walls a little bit. They'll be agitated, and it will actually have a negative effect. And in fact, some of the teachers that were part of this study were skeptics. They were like, this is going to be a disaster. This is not going to work. And, you know, this, this will do the exact opposite of allowing the students to become focused and have strong attention and become calm and engaged. But here's what happened, and, and I'm quoting Quo now. She said, our teachers were able to teach uninterrupted for almost twice as long at a time after the outdoor lesson, and we saw the nature effect even with our skeptical teacher as well. So what's really interesting is what they found was that over a 10-week period with different groups of kids, having a single, like one lesson a week. So it's not a lot right now. One lesson a week outdoors, and then a similar lesson in a classroom that after being outside, when you bring kids back in, that their level of attention and focus and calm and engagement went up dramatically, so much so that they could actually stay twice as long in a classroom with a really high level of hyperattentiveness and engagement. So you think to yourself, well, that's pretty interesting and pretty cool. And it also speaks to the fact that we are so deeply attuned to natural environments that being in nature in some way, shape, or form, it's like we are wired to be 
constantly interacting with nature. And when we do, it has really dramatic effects. And we're seeing this now in a classroom, but also if you broaden this out, right? If being in nature for a, a relatively short period of time and being in a relatively low level of nature um, literally doubles the attentiveness and the amount of time that you can stay hyper-focused and do good work in a classroom setting. Well, what about you as a grown-up on a day-to-day basis? What if you have something really important that you need to get done, right? What if instead of flipping on a screen um, and killing time for 15 or 20 minutes, you actually took a break and you went out into nature. And then when you came back, if this same effect was repeated in you, it would then give you the ability to dial in your focus, become hyperattentive and increase your engagement for twice as long as you normally would have been able to do that. Imagine how that would affect the quality of your work. Imagine how it would affect your state of mind. Imagine how it would affect the way that you move through your career and make a difference in the world. So this isn't just about kids. This is about the way that we contribute to the world, the way that we are able to fill our contribution buckets and do meaningful work and make impact in the world. So we've known, as I shared, that there is dramatic effect on our health and state of mind. What this new study is showing is that it also really facilitates a high level of learning and productivity and engagement and attention. And that is really cool. So my invitation to you based on this particular new bit of research is if you're a parent, maybe get your kid out into nature as much as you can possibly do it. And if you were a grown up, which you probably are if you're listening to this, get yourself into nature. Take nature breaks as regularly as you can. And what you may find is that that becomes an unlock key for a higher level of work, engagement, creativity, attention, and productivity. And that actually taking time off and taking time off to be exposed to natural environments may be a bit of a game changer for you. I know for me, it is a huge difference maker. Even in New York City, I am regularly walking along the Hudson River and walking in the trees and plants in Central Park. These are my salvation. They're what let me stay human in a massive, fast-paced city. And they're also where some of my best work comes both while I am out in nature and immediately after returning from nature. And this study helps validate that that is not just me. That is the way that human beings respond to being in the woods. So hope you found that interesting. As always, we will include a link to the actual scientific study so you can dive into it and learn more yourself. I'm Jonathan Fields, signing off for Good Life Project. Hey, thanks so much for listening. And thanks also to our fantastic sponsors who help make this show possible. You can check them out in the links we've included in today's show notes. And while you're at it, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your listening app so you never miss an episode and then share the Good Life Project love with friends because when ideas become conversations that lead to action, that's when real change takes hold. See you next time. Thank you.
Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.